Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. How the devil are you? Itchy. I've got an itchy, scratchy face. Yeah, so, so, (laughs) so, okay, so if you haven't watched today's news or if you've not watched the video version of this podcast, uh, Mr. Davis has grown out his beard. Um, mm. I I guess as a way to sort of like complete your face because like the hair is growing back up on top um, at quite a good pace. Your eyebrows are growing back as well, but they're not like fully there yet. So was the beard there essentially to kind of like distract people? That's exactly what it is. I'm overcompensating. It's mm. a, like you know who who wears who wears bald well. I'd say you do. I say Pete does, and I think Laurie does. And what have they all got in common? A big bushy beard. <laughs> oh yeah, way I, longer I, than my usual. I could not have. I I don't think I would look right if I just if I had my head shaved and then I had a shaved face as well. Mm. I think I would look a bit weird. So I think I do need to have this face fuzz. Just I mean, and I I've got the best that I can because I can't grow a full beard. Uh, but you have the ability to grow a full beard because part of your curse is that you grow hair everywhere <laughs> on your body at an incredible thick rate with the exception of your head. I feel like a Faustian bargain was made before I was born, (laughs) where my ancestors were like, we never want to go hairless. We want our hair to grow thick and strong forever. And and whatever devil they did the deal with just went, yes, you will have the thickest, strongest, darkest hair, but not on the top of your head. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what's happened to me and all of the men in my family before me. But yeah, I so, so I this is great. This is not even two weeks, my beard, and it's too much. I know I'm probably you're probably like, oh wow, what an amazing beard Ollie has. If only I could have his beard. And here's me, yeah. here's me, where you think the grass is greener, saying 
this is a nightmare. This is but it, way too but itchy. Yeah, but I mean, you just got to get past that phase. Like, isn't that the mm. thing that people say when you have like a full beard? You've just got to get over the itchy phase and then it's fine. It's like uh, Game of Thrones for you. You just have to get through the first and second series before you think, well, this is actually okay. Yeah, Where are you? Where are you at? Uh, we are nearing the end of series three. Oh, you're and... rattling through. Oh, yeah. And I was saying this to my wife last night. It has become a show that when an episode ends, I'm like, I want to watch another one now. Mm. And even when there's things that I'm not that bothered about are like left as the cliffhanger, I still yeah. go, it's like, yeah, but you know, like last night we finished an episode and I was like, yeah, if given the option, I'd watch another one, but you're tired. So we'll go to bed. But I, yeah, there's part of me <laughs> that just wants to watch another episode. And do, do you know what number episode you watched last night? Um, Six or seven. I think. <sighs> so I can tell you, I can tell you what happened uh, in the episode. Um, season three is amazing for, for my money. I think it's one of the best ones. It's been pretty good. Um, mm. So uh, Sansa was sad because... Yep. Um, oh, did that, that's he... too vague. Sad Sansa <laughs> is the first four series. So she was sad because she was, she was supposed to marry Iron Fist, but now she's got to marry <laughs> um, Peter Dinklage instead because... Iron Fist is not interested in her. Well, no, but Iron Fist is also being uh, forced to marry uh, Yelas from Dread, but uh, I don't think he's that particularly interested in her either. Um, Good theme there, isn't there? He's not interested in all those women. Mm, yes. Mm. Uh, a, sword a sword swallower, I believe, the, uh, the grandfather <laughs> of first film has. So that was that. Um, the uh, dragon She's not lady, turned into Phoenix yet. No, she has not turned into the into the Phoenix. That's yet. epic. When that happens. Do you know what actually? Like, I know a lot. So I often got a bit of heat in my reviews of the X Men movies I did for our old movie website, being like, "This Sophie Turner is very bad in mm. all of these X Men movies." I'm. She's not. Is she the worst thing in them? No, like, like probably the the stories and the uh, kind of the, the actual action and stuff is the worst. But she's very bad, and she's a very boring actor. And like, uh, this Jean Grey is is very very dull. And I had a lot of people go like, you need to watch Game of Thrones. She's amazing in Game of Thrones. I'm not seeing it, man. She's <laughs> just as bad in Game of Thrones as she was in the X-Men movies. Yeah, she she does get significantly better later, later, later on, like five, six, seven uh, series. Mm. But really, it's all about, is it Maisie Williams? She yeah. is an incredible actress, fully yeah, formed from like eight years oh, old. So good. Yeah, she's, she's great. So that's As is my boy Joffrey. Seven. So that's all the stuff in King's Landing. Oh, God, um, you're doing the opening credits. So we zoom out and zoom in <laughs> over to... And then we go to Harren Hall. See, I even know the names of stuff now. I don't... Harren Hall, I think... No. Alfie Allen got his yep. knob cut off. Mm -hmm. um, and what else happened? Oh, um, uh, oh uh, uh, King's... Jamie. Um, yeah. went back to go get the uh, to get Gwendolyn Christie from Star Wars, yeah, um, because she was fighting a bear and something else. Dragon Lady, um, wanted to like free a load of slaves, and so the guy came over and was like, Here's some gold and a ship. She was like, That's great, 
free your slaves. Otherwise, the dragons are going to burn you alive. And I'm still sitting here, and I said this to my wife as well. I was like, if the if the ending of the show is what I think it is, I'm doing a lot to set that up through uh, through all of this. Yeah, you know when you know when WWE book a <clears throat> a storyline and they've got the big money match, and they're like, great, this is going to be a great WrestleMania main event, and then they're like, oh. But it's August right now. What are we going to do between now and August? <laughs> so they just do the same match for five months. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where you get now with everything that's not in Westeros. Okay, so what you're saying is that um, that all everything that the Dragon Lady is doing is the Randy Orton feud with oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre. I'm saying you're gonna you're gonna take a lot of steps backwards to go forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Something it's gonna feel it's gonna feel like nothing's progressing east. Mm. But you've just gotta you just gotta cling on to the fact that it does get good before it gets very, very bad at the end. You okay. are you well, are I mean... set up for massive failure, right? Because the oh. the oh, yeah. end the ending is awful. Cool. I can't wait. I'm looking forward cool. to it because I've, I've I've got no notions. Like I still haven't hit this red wedding that a lot of people told. I still don't mm. even know what that is. Ooh, so well, like, you or are, when, or when it comes, I've, I've absolutely did. I've no idea when it happens or what or what is to become of it. So I'm, you know, I, I have got I, and I'm I'm quite enjoying the show. I'll be honest mm. with you, I'm quite enjoying it. And in fact, because for as boring as he is, I'm also enjoying all the Jon Snow stuff. Because he's 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 acting against someone who's genuinely charismatic in Egret, and because she's very good, she's got an actual character to her. So she is she's that good. She's making Jon Snow interesting, and I think that's a real talent. Yeah, I I, I can't remember if this is in the TV series or in the books. But I love the bit when Jon Snow discovers oral sex because that hasn't yes. been invented. Is that is that in the TV that, show? That's in the show. She's just like <laughs> the thing you did with your mouth. It was oh, that, that was a bit northeast. That a bit Yorkshire. You know nothing, Jon Snow. That thing you did with your mouth were lovely. I've never had anything like that before. None of the lads I've been with treated me well. Not like you, Jon Snow. Which is crazy because they say it's all equal above the wall, but maybe not. <laughs> Maybe they don't. Maybe yeah. they don't tag team. Well, maybe I think the running theme of this series of Game of Thrones has been: if you've never been with a woman before, you're brilliant at it. So, yeah. like, because you've That's got my experience, Jon Snow, he was like, you know, amazing with Egret. She she'd never experienced anything like it. And then Podrick, old, um, uh, oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage's little lad with um, Robs- with Robson and Jerome. He um he who might be my favorite character by the way. Oh, it's fantastic. Robson and or Jerome is my favorite character in this yeah. whole show. He's so good. I basically I said to Kate last night, I'm gonna base my next D character on him. If I get killed, if my if Ander Wind River, my monk gets killed, I'm gonna create a new character and it's basically just gonna be him because it's the complete opposite of the character I'm doing now. I always strive to be Robson and or Jerome, but I think you need an innate coolness. <laughs> Even to role players, that character, I uh, miss yeah. the mark a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, because Podrick, they, like uh, Peter Dinklage, got him a load of um, ladies for mm. to, to spend some time with, and they gave him all the money back because he essentially, like you know, like it's and it's never happened before in the history of 
King's Landing. I also now get your Twitter profile of the one true king of uh, the one true king of Westeros. That's me. Because that's, that's what Stannis believes he is. That's what Stannis believes. Oh yeah, sorry, I got my kings mixed up. I love Joffrey and I love Stannis, and I want a <laughs> spin-off road trip comedy between them on horseback. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we need to get into Raw now, unfortunately. We've got yes. to talk about something I didn't even, else. Not- this was a big tangent off of the the hair transplant story <laughs> I was going to talk about. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, we'll do that in the outro because we need to get into the show itself. Uh, here it is. I... Is Raw so bad right now? I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen. We are going to be reviewing last night's episode of Raw today. And just as a little opening argument, I am genuinely thinking this the last two months of Raw, so March leading up to WrestleMania and the weeks post-WrestleMania, are amongst the worst periods of WWE programming I've ever lived through as an adult. I Mm -hmm. I cannot properly criticize Attitude Era stuff. I was too young. I loved it all. But now, like, oh, my God, I always thought the worst, worst, worst stuff was heel Michael Cole colliding with celebrity guest host. Oh, yeah. Terrible time. That was the worst. I would like, yeah, because it was like heel Michael Cole, celebrity guesting, uh, Ms. WWE champion. Like it was a perfect storm of like awfulness, terrible WrestleManias, terrible pay-per-views and a bad TV product. There's that, um, I think probably 2006 to about 2009. Also very, very bad, dreadful television that nearly made me stop watching. And of course, the period of time that did make me stop watching, which was after the invasion and WWE did not know what to do. So they just kept throwing everything at the wall. And it was like, ah, Hogan's champion. Uh, Now the Undertaker's champion. And it was like, and that's what kind of drove me off. I do think that we are in a period of time now of like, this is, you know how we, we keep getting like comments we've had them for the last couple of years or so where it's like this is wcw 2000 levels of bad and you and i have said no it's not like that is that is pure hyper but i'm now starting to think it is because we i, I mean I'll, I'll hear your argument in a moment we did have someone walk out of attack out of a tag team match mm. get counted out and acted like they won and we had another moment on the show tonight where these baby faces came out and threw a bucket of water over someone and made another person fall over, yucked about it like they won. But the people they did the thing to then just went on to win their match. And then they cut backstage and the people who threw the water were like, really got them there. I was like, no, you didn't because they, they, <laughs> they won their match. You, you now look like no like proper idiots. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think WCW, the worst of WCW, so late 90s, 2000, because it did kind of pick up near the end. That era of WCW is a different kind of bad to what we've got right now. I think we're in raw is bore right now. Three hours. 
Like, it's a moot point. It's white noise to criticize Monday Night Raw for being three hours at this point. But it is like, oh, I felt it. I have felt oh, it so God. much. And I think that, I think, what, you know, three hours a week? I've said this before, but it reminded me again, we could be fluent in another freaking language if we all just didn't watch this goddamn awful piece of show that doesn't respect its viewers and just learnt Spanish. Muy bueno, right? <laughs> We could we yeah. could have done that. This is a waste of time. It's a waste of time for us, which is annoying. But what I like really gets me is that it is a waste of time of a lot of very, very talented, creative wrestlers and performers. And we see it every year. Like, oh, my God, we love Drew McIntyre. We love Keith Lee. We I, I used to love Braun Strowman. But like WWE just ruins people. Bobby Lashley, another example. Like they just show slowly has, show has, chip away. The show has Donovan Dijak. Donovan Dijak, like he's on the main roster wrestling on TV every week, and I don't care. It's Donovan Dijak, man. Like he had one it's of not, the best. It's T Bar. <laughs> but like, okay. But underneath that, underneath mm. that T Bar, there's still Donovan Dijak, who was one half of one of my favorite matches I've ever seen in my entire life when he faced off against Keith Lee yeah. at, at PWG. An insanely good match. He's on my TV screens every single week. And he's wrestling Drew Galloway. He's wrestling Drew McIntyre of all people. And I don't care. And it's boring. And they've done it for like three weeks now. And I never want to see it again. So just to specifically zero in on this episode of Raw, because we're really talking about two months. I think like really the worst episode was post-WrestleMania. But you know, we're wrestling fans, we're WWE fans or viewers. I don't know if I can call myself a fan anymore. We're, we've been doing this a long time. We're, it ebbs and flows and you get like you get like a bad month and then and then it picks up again. Or you latch onto a storyline and I'm hoping RK Bro is the one to, to oh, keep yeah. me sane and all of this. But what what's happening now, I think, is like it's a compound crap. So it's been crap for so long, even though this wasn't the worst episode of the last two months. It's just like, it's just nothing. And it's repetitive. And while the women's division is definitely technically the worst, because it makes no sense, let's zero in on this main event storyline that they've been telling. Uh, last week, of course, Mason T-Bar, who seemed like they were pairing with the Hurt Business, but that apparently has nothing to do with anything. Uh, they came out and they attacked Drew McIntyre. They had a match last week. It was a handicap match, but blah, 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 double DQs. Braun Strowman gets chucked in there because he hasn't got anything to do right now. Randy Orton reportedly just didn't want to work with him. So that we got Mason T-Bar taking on Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre to kick off this episode. Drew and Braun have an argument backstage over nothing. Why? Over nothing. Because... Because they needed, because there needs to be a handicap match that leads into a tag match. That's the reason. Nothing character based. Because Braun Strowman isn't this character right now. We just had him do the whole Shane McMahon storyline, but boom, you've done that one now. We need you to be in this storyline, so we're going to completely change your character to serve what we want to do over here. And that, that is, it's this chipping away at the very basis, the very fundamental of storytelling, which is character. All action should come from character. 
that is is why it's all falling apart because I can't latch on to anything right now because nothing matters and nothing's the same week to week. And then you get a new swore then crap like this and the crap that we got here. So last week, like everyone was pretty, you know, quite clear. Well, that was dumb because we had a handicap match that ended in a DQ just so we could set up a tag match that ended in a DQ, both of which time, both of which were just because people were kicking too much ass, right? That's why the matches were thrown out. So this week starts and they've already announced it's a tag team match between Mason T-Bar and Braun and Drew. So Braun and Drew then have this argument backstage, a stupid argument. We're like, because WWE love, how can they possibly coexist? Well, I saw them coexist last week to the point where they were kicking too much ass and got DQ'd for it. And then they don't even, they barely do a match because Braun goes out there and is like, but, 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 oh, I want handicap match. So it's another frigging handicap match. And what happens? Mason T-Bar get DQ'd for kicking too much ass and Drew McIntyre comes out for the save and we get the tag match that they'd already announced at the start of this show. So all of that stuff, the argument, the match was a waste of time. Absolutely pointless stuff. And then we get this match and it's nothing. And I'm just like, I'm annoyed by this all. I'm just annoyed because it's the same crap I got last week. And then Braun gets out of the ring and he does his train gimmick and he knocks down whichever one it is and he runs around to hit the other one who's brawling with Drew. And I know that people are saying, oh, well, Drew accidentally collided with him. They didn't. Drew shoved him out of the way and then hit Braun. It was really yeah. poorly staged. So then whoever it was rolled in the ring and Drew McIntyre gets counted out. So Mason T-Bar win... And then Braun lays out Drew after the match. And I'm like, why Why do I care? Why should I care about any of this? And then Drew's like, I want to match with Braun. And I was like, I have no interest in seeing you two on my screen again, because I've just seen you for the last half an hour, seemingly, and it's accomplished nothing. <clears throat> yeah. It's just no, no one's getting over. Every, this is that anti-program in that everyone gets de-pushed, even top guys. Dijak and Madden, uh, Mason T-Bar, like they came out without the mask, so that's gone, good. But that stupid makeup that they obviously had on underneath, they've still got on and they look so just, they look so Ascension, really. Oh, that, yeah, I was going to say, our, our friend SP3 over at True Hill Heat called them biracial Ascension. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they look like now. And they've still got the names. So there's that retribution stink about them. They can't be repackaged as the Hurt Business. They have Retribution's theme. They're still coming out. To, mm. So Retribution broke up as a group. like, And that was it. They all beat up Mustafa Ali, who was the leader of that group. And apparently their reward for leaving that group was keeping the music and their names. Their names, which we were told as an audience, were a punishment to them. And Ali gave them those stupid names as a punishment to let them know what it's like to be a WWE superstar and get given a dumb name. So they have gone and I was like, well, I mean, we got rid of the masks, but I like the music. And you know what? Those dumb names are also cool. So I guess we'll just keep them as well. So there's zero character progression for them. There's so many open goals for them to turn this around. Like when the, the masks were ripped off, I think everyone's so done with the characters that if they just turned up this week 
as totally normal Dominic uh, Dijakovic and Dio Madden, great. I think I would have been like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I, this one I don't mind being neatly, neatly wrapped up. Let's just have this. Uh, also, I'm sorry to say because I, I don't like criticizing individual actual people, but Madden is not good in the ring. Like it's really, really standing out. I that was quite painful to watch. I felt at times, but yeah, the non-tribution win that via a technicality count with the count out and <laughs> Strowman does the power slam on Drew afterwards to set up the match later on. Uh, Adam Pierce then said, "If Braun wins, this was something Braun demanded, he'll get added." To, the th to make it a three-way of WrestleMania's backlash. So this is just like T-Bar and Mace, even though they're rubbish, they could, you could have made stars out of them, but that they are just here as fodder to facilitate Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. And I'm pretty sure Braun Strowman is being, because he won the match against Drew McIntyre because of freaking T-Bar and Mace again interfering i'm pretty sure braun's only in this this match so drew doesn't have to get pinned but then but then he he was pinned on this show for braun to advance yeah well but i guess they don't want him to tap out again in the hurt lock and so it's it, now that bobby can put someone else in the hurt lock and uh, and and make him tap out instead um and, and also like because mason t-bar friggin beat drew here right like and then they cost drew the match later on the night you know what we're gonna get next week uh, drew, drew mcintyre drew mcintyre versus makes t-bar in a friggin handicap match like so we'll have the same thing three mm. weeks in a row i'm i i am honestly done with this show i'm yeah. so done with it so done with raw it is i, I posted this up on twitter i posted my notes verbatim Thank you to everyone who read them because I started a lot of swearing, so I can't read them out here. And and I got I lost my temper with the following segments, which we'll get to when we get into the main review. But that was the moment for me where I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I I hate Tuesday mornings. I have mm. the greatest job in the world. I have the best job in the world. This is a job that I have wanted my whole life. And I love this job. And I, I, I work really darn hard at it. And I love it. And I love talking with people about it. And I love hanging out with my best friends every single day. I hate Tuesday mornings. Tuesday mornings are the worst time for me. I hate it so much. And I, I hate this show with an unbridled passion. Yeah, just before we get in with everyone's hyper chats, remember wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Sound off there. We'll share in the uh, anger. Is so what are Mason T Bar? Because in this main event, Bobby Lashley came out. Lashley MVP did a great job of explaining why Lashley doesn't want this to happen. Because Bobby Lashley lost his United States title in a in a triple threat at Elimination Chamber. He wasn't pinned. Now he's like, you're going to do that again and, and not consult us? Not on our, like, no, you're not going to be allowed to do that. So they were trying to distract Strowman in this match. So Strowman would lose. It'd be a straight up singles match. That's good. Good. But stuff. then, then Mason T-Bar ran into distract Drew McIntyre. So I'm like, well, what, what are they doing? They're not <laughs> with the hurt business. But I thought, I know. So Drew McIntyre said, Mason T-Bar, their MVP's doing. And MVP said, nope, that's not me. 
in a kind of way, and they even showed him later on watching a match. It was all foreshadowing to, yes, MVP is somewhat evil, and he is behind this in some regard. But now, like, they have no idea what they're doing. Nope. No idea. Being booked week to week. Like, they have... And I, I can tell you exactly why uh, Mason T-Bar interfered uh, on, uh, and cost Drew the match. Because WWE needed distraction. They can't have people just win. There has to be a distraction there. It's like, well, Braun just can't beat Drew. But we need Braun to win. So we have to cause a distraction. Well, who's going to do that? Well, I guess it's T-Bar and Mace. Do they need to do it? Not really, but we need to have a distraction there. And it can't be MVP and Lashley because they want Drew to win. So it's just got to be these other two lads. That's There's no rhyme or reason other than there had to be a distraction finish. And I guess we can set up another handicap match next week. It is absolutely Dio maddening. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, mate, on friggin' Twitter, because people like always have a pop at us. Oh, you need to look at Twitter. You need to look at Twitter to get the full story. The story I've been told on TV is that no one knows who Dia Madden and Dominic Dijak are. They're not those two lads. They are T-Bar and Mace. So then Drew's on Twitter being like, oh, well, I can't wait to beat up that former Raw commentator. And I'm like, okay, so you know who he is then. So on Twitter, Drew knows who he is. But on TV, he doesn't know who he is. Mm. That's insane to me. How can you have that level of inconsistency? I could, yeah. The, every single thing is contradicted multiple times within the hour. It just says, look, pro wrestling philosophically needs to mean something because it's predetermined. So everything only has the relevance that you place upon it. So if there are contradictions or inconsistencies or you undermine things that's actually really really damaging and unless you're absolute sycophants for punishment like we obviously all are then people are not gonna watch and you can see that provably over time This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of the WrestleTalk podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at manscaped.com. One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling a hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh God, you're an idiot. I am? Because you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective. A 9000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech, and a lithium iron battery that lasts so long I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it. So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks, Manscaped, for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, so, The Portuguese Mr. Davis. Awful show, Braun and Drew can't coexist, but Drew saves him from getting his ass kicked, and apparently Charlotte has a puppy named Daddy. This company. Apart from that, I enjoyed the Seamus thing. At least they're using Carrillo, love from Portugal. Oh, I, they are not going to use Carrillo for long, I guarantee you that. Ket, just take a break, guys. I know this is your job, but there's only so much bad content one can take. Take care of yourselves. Thank you, everybody, by the way, for the sort of we're worried about your mental health. Uh, we've had those emails. You don't, you don't need to, you know, this sucks, but it, it's not affecting us on that level. But thank you for your concern. Bacon Rasher, hi, lads. Oh, dear. So that was the biggest wrestling company in the world putting on its number one show. I am lost for words this week. Arcade Bro is great. That's it. Sorry you have to go through this every week. Mr. Davis was so dejected in the news today. Jam that jam. Dean Breton, this was very bad. The face paint alone for Mason T-Bar. Are they now Legion of Doom? Priest is stuck in the Miz card vortex. Oh, my God. Oh, mate, That's when I get that time. segment, that is good. Still and the fun. women's tag team match, number 63 of 90, went like the rest of the poor matches on this show. Utter S-word. Save us, RK bro. <laughs> 
Leon Quashi, this streak Raw is on has become a fantastic opportunity for a great partnership with Beer 52. Pity that you guys sped through your crates while watching this S-word. To remain positive or sane, it might be time to recategorize the grades for Raw. In what way? Like, they're all just variations of crap. <laughs> Dean Barretton again. One of the major concerns I have, apart from lack of character development, consistency, motivation, and stories that make you want to watch week to week, is I'm not sure they talk about Bad Bunny enough. <laughs> Hashtag, can we get a square moles in round yeah. holes t-shirt, please, Mr. Davis? Excellent work by you on the news. I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, it was, I thought that, that was a good turn of phrase. Because I wrote square... I wrldt whack a mole of square round pegs into, and I thought, no, those are two different things, aren't they? I'm, yeah. I'm mixing up sense. I thought, let's, m- let's mesh it together. Leon Quashi, another roar closer to breaking point. Do it, Mr. Davis. Force another, take, force another to take your burden on. Make someone else review roar. How much longer can you last? Or do you like the pain? The women's tag team S word. Stop the self-punishment. Join the dark side. Uh, Mrit Matit. Hey, lads, just wanted to point out that Raw's This Monday adverts were a Lashley promo and another tag between Drew, Braun, Teabag, and Moose. While SmackDown... Moose is an actual wrestler. That is, yeah. And that's a cool name. <laughs> it is good. Uh, while SmackDown's is an icy title match and the title versus career on SmackDown match start doing Saturdays. I th- it's the A show. SmackDown is definitely the A show. That's how WWE oh, yeah. are treating it. That's why they've got Reigns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like I'm, I'm surprised they haven't got flair. Really, mm. I'll give it time. There's a draft coming. Uh, I'll just do a few more. Nate S. Even though I don't watch WWE anymore, I still support you guys. Thanks for putting up with Raw for our entertainment. Maybe you're just doing a three week push, only real bad, like a reverse push. Also, sounds like Ollie was right about Gaza and Naya. Unfortunately, so. Tom Daniels, hey guys, I honestly think you should do a donation goal, and every time you hit it, you get to watch AEW Elevation and review it for a week. My thoughts on Raw today, not even worth talking about. Christian Black, I'd rather watch all, and I'd rather watch all, and I do mean of the Transformer movies and Batman v Superman on repeat the rest of the year than tune into Raw. Thank you for watching it for me. I'm only slightly interested in what they do with Bliss. Christian? While I appreciate it, because I think what you were saying that I'd rather watch, and I do mean all of the Transformers movies, that does mean you get to watch the excellent animated one. So there is a little bit of respite in there. Um, also, like, it's, it's only three hours a week. Like, if, if I was given the option of, like, having to watch those films on repeat for the rest of the year or watch one episode of Raw, I'll, I'll probably take the Raw episode. Maybe he means in the three hours, that three-hour slot, you start okay. a Transformers. I mean... Michael Bay Transformer movies are a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. Which is, well, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, so I've seen, I haven't seen all of them because I gave up on that series, but like Revenge of the Fallen is legit one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so upsettingly terrible. What, what, what you need to do, Luke, is not have any attachment to the source material. You just need to, you just need <laughs> That's to it, let yeah. it go. Oh, when they did the Death of Optimus Prime, I was like, you did not deserve this, Michael Bay. You did not earn this. Zachary Jenkins, at this point I just go in thinking, they can't make this show any worse than it is. Raw has officially made me an NXT AEW mark. You don't need a reason to mark out for those. And guys, the guy that played Kano in Mortal Kombat should win an Oscar. Uh, The bad one, Kano, shows how much I know about Mortal (laughs) Kombat. Uh, The bad one, Ryan B. Bad. I haven't watched main roster WWE since that abysmal Raw after Mania show. 
It's only two weeks. <laughs> and judging from Luke's notes on Twitter, I have made the right choice. You have, Ryan. Michael Short. Sorry, guys, but I'm really struggling with WWE at the moment. Nothing makes sense. Everything repeats itself. And the wrestling is average. I've been a fan of wrestling since 1988, but I'm struggling to give WWE any more of my time or money. Just watch AEW Smack. Just give up on Raw. SmackDown's good. NXT's great. AEW's fantastic. Homer Star Fan 13. For me, modern WWE is becoming like modern Disney. No matter how bad or lazy they become, it doesn't matter because they're too big to fail. Raw is live action remakes, while SmackDown is the MCU. This company. I don't think all the live action remakes are bad. Some of them yeah. are all right. <laughs> I'd go to bat for Disney. I think they're a very good company and, you know, they're fascinating from just a huge corporation perspective far more competent the problem with wwe is they're incompetent with what they actually do whereas disney make fan like them making content by and large is significantly above average whereas wwe fail at the one thing they're meant to do right (laughs) over and over again uh adam blamplate just two more. Uh, just seems that Vince has given up. Dynamite needs to beat Raw in the ratings for Vince to pull his finger out. Maybe that is what it needs to take. And Nicholas Lama for now. This was just another rinse and repeat episode of Raw. The only, only thing that I enjoyed was RK Bro. I really hope that they go somewhere with this. Hell, I'd even take a tag title win over the absent yet again champs. Yeah, so on that, I believe uh, Sean was saying on the Fightful Review that it is Omos is still out injured. And I guess mm-hmm. that if one of them is injured, then you can't do anything. You know, there's no <laughs> promos or anything to be done. You just got to keep them off TV. It's only AJ Styles, one of the <laughs> best wrestlers of the generation. Uh, before we get on with the rest of the review, I, you know, I was blown up uh, last month. I still don't know who the the culprit is, but we're looking. But mm-hmm. I've been having shoulder issues, so I went to Wrestle Talk Medical. Uh, Dr. John A. Mann and he said after like giving me a bunch of Z-Packs and they haven't worked he said you need a hair transplant so I was like that's weird it was very weird but it's my shoulder that's hurting he was like no 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 it's connected you know like how David Beckham had the the hamstring problem forever but it was actually a toothache the body combines in weird ways so yeah I'm getting a I'm getting a hair transplant tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And the song tells you everything you need to know about that. You know, like the knee bones connected to the something, the something is connected to the red thing. Turns out your shoulder bones connected to your hair follicles. Yeah. So I I, I didn't know. Medical miracle. They're the experts. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm yeah. So I'm gonna be uh, away for a week from tomorrow. Uh, so Luke is going to be doing the WrestleTalk News, and Laurie will be stepping in for the podcast, but I will make my triumphant return, recovery pending, because I might look disgusting <laughs> next Wednesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, best of luck to you. We're, uh, you know, uh, obviously, hate your guts and all that, because you did fire me and everything, but like all the best for your shoulder recovery. I hope that the, that the surgery goes well for you. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll be thinking about you, bud. It's weird. Just, uh, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll see how it goes. Mm. Uh, right, so also WrestleTalk.com. Look at that beautiful ticker. I can't see it, but I'm pretending I can for you.
Right, so this episode of Raw, let's uh, let's get through it. It opened up with that tag match, which was a handicap match between Mace T-Bar, Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre. Then some stuff with Adam Pearce. Uh, WWE official, they're now being called. So Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville are WWE officials. But isn't that what they call the referees? <laughs> yes, but these are officials in a different stat, <laughs> an official capacity, like in a different capacity. These are WWE officials. I think that Adam Pierce has been a WWE official for a while now. I know. Only got to me today because you can't call them a general manager because you made they made the promise that mm -hmm. we're the authority and they're not going to do authority figures anymore. But it's the only way they know how to tell stories. So they've just they've just rebadged it. You fool, as Adam <laughs> Partridge would say. Do you want to uh, go through the next segment? It seems to have irked you more than... I hated this. I hated this Ms. TV segment so, so much. So, so much. Like, all of that bollocks with Drew and Braun and T-Bar and Mace, all of that was just like, ugh, dreadful TV. The next thing I see is Miz in the ring and Elias is there and Rike is there and Morrison's there and I'm like, oh no. Oh, oh I wonder, is Miz going to do a terrible plug for Miz and Mrs? Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what he's going to do. Is he going to talk about Bad Bunny? Because that's what he's done like since in February. Oh yeah, he's still talking. He's still somehow feuding with Bad Bunny, who isn't there. WWE coming off so lame in all of this. So so lame because Bad Bunny's the cool kid, and WWE isn't. They're not the cool kid, but they want to be friends with the cool kids, so <laughs> they just keep talking about how great the cool kid is. And me. As a fan of WWE, I'm not a fan of Bad Bunny because his music is not my taste. I'm like, oh, I why why do I like the person who isn't the cool kid? Why am I like because they're just pining after him and pining after his level of success that they're never going to get anymore. So it just comes off as so desperate and lame and Ugh, and disgusting and sickening and sycophantic and I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable because Miz, they're going like, crikey, Bad Bunny's great. Always oh, good. He's bloody brilliant. I just love him. I think he's ace. I think it's probably me, but he's ace. And then Damien Priest comes out. Because of course Damien Priest comes out. Because they've been feuding. Because they've been feuding since February. He's beaten the story. him. He's beaten him so many times. Beat him in February. He then beat him at WrestleMania. Lost to him on the Raw after WrestleMania. And then he beat him against last week. So why? Why on earth are they still feuding? Why? Yes. That tomato shot, though. <laughs> oh, well, I'll get to that. So they're still feuding. Somehow... Damien Priest is still feuding with The Miz, even though he's beaten him time and time and time and time again. And what does Damien Priest talk about? How great Bad Bunny is. Oh, like everyone just it gets so lame. And it's, oh, it makes me feel so gross. Still talking about Bad Bunny. And then he just comes out, I was like, oh, and I've got a surprise for you. The surprise is the New Day. The New Day, who were advertised for this segment because they have a six-man tag and they come out and they go like we've got rotten tomatoes for you and those tomatoes looked fresh af and they just threw some tomatoes at them i'm 35 years old i'm i'm too old for this and i just <laughs> i hated it so much and then they had a match because of course they have a match because they're all just still feuding and then the new day win right the new day win in all of this and whoever it was i think it was Verk or Vink, or whatever his name is, goes, 
huge victory for the New Day. I'm like, they beat them two weeks ago on this very show. How is it a big victory? They've already had it. And do you know what? Next week, they'll just have another match. And I'll be sat here and I'll be talking about the same. Miz will come out for a Miz TV segment and he'll talk about Miz and Mrs. And he'll talk about Bad Bunny. And then Damian Priest will come out and they'll probably have some form of a match. And Elias and Riker will probably have a match with the New Day because this show is Groundhog Day. And it's a Groundhog Day that I cannot escape from. It's not, it's not fun like Palm Springs or like that episode or actually Groundhog Day, the movie. I'm just stuck in this eternal bollocks and I hate it. I will now let you talk and I need to take a drink. So uh, John Morrison got hit in the balls by a tomato. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so, so for me, that's a, that's a home run of a segment. And also, Miz got hit in the face by a tomato. They played it in slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, I agree funny. with everything you said. Uh, I must say, just to, but this, you know, this doesn't, uh, undermine any of what you said the last three minutes of the match were insanely Great. good <laughs> so much fun <laughs> i was annoyed i was like i was like i'm really enjoying this like priest is doing a flip over the top rope Miz and morrison were doing this cool heel like dragging him out wrestlers. of the ring everyone Woods was going crazy everyone with the exception of Riker, is a good wrestler and they're doing like yeah. good wrestling stuff <laughs> and so like that like yeah the last few minutes were very very fun but then and then like but the commentary then annoys me because it's oh, a huge yeah. victory for the new day i'm they just treat me like i'm an effing idiot that i'm just supposed to forget what happened two weeks ago speaking of two weeks ago charlotte flair was suspended uh and now after missing one show WWE oh, official. Davis, mm. it was last week. No. Last week she was suspended. No. No, it was last week. She hasn't missed a show. Last Are you week serious? Was, <laughs> was it really? It was last week that she got suspended, because two weeks ago was the Raw After Mania. She had the oh match with Asuka, remember? Oh and it was supposed God. to be a number one contender thing. It was last week. Like, she's literally missed no television time. Oh, you are kidding me. <laughs> I genuinely, oh, it's even worse. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's even worse than I thought. Wow. Wow. I genuinely thought there was at least a week off there. Christ. <laughs> well, uh, that's not even the worst thing. So Sonya Deville, I know she's been doing the SmackDown stuff. I don't know how much she's been doing that. She's, she's also a WWE official, but not an official official. She's a management official uh, yeah. because that's what, will really appeal to the kids' convoluted management structures. She just went round backstage, opened the door and let Charlotte in. Uh, so, you know, like through the back door, it's sort of, you're suspended, but I'm bringing you in. This is a secret. So it seems like Sonia and Charlotte are working together. They go down to the ring. The referee, Eddie Arengo, sounds like one of the things Vic Reeves used to do in Shooting Stars. <laughs> Arengo. Arengo. <laughs> Uh, they, so they named a referee, which was weird. I felt dirty knowing that he was an actual person with a family and, and hopes and dreams. Charlotte Flair apologized to him and the referee apologized back. And Sonia Deville was like, well, there you go. I'm lifting the suspension. I mean, she still she still had to pay a hundred and a hundred thousand kayfabe dollars. You say that, but she doesn't seem bothered about it. It is a lot of money to you and I. That's a lot of money. But Charlotte mm. Flair, apparently it's nothing. 
And and so because it Charlotte be. Flair the women don't get paid that much in WWE. <laughs> but because Charlotte Flair doesn't care, I'm then wondering why I should care. Yeah. Because it, it literally means if it means nothing to her, then it probably means nothing to me as well. And you know, she got suspended indefinitely. And it lasted six days. And technically, like, yeah. technically that that is indefinitely. It's well, it's yeah, until yeah. further notice. Uh, <laughs> but yes, about the money, nothing means anything. Uh, so afterwards, Sonia Deville walks backstage, and Sonia's just so restricted in this role. Like she, it's like someone's telling her, "Be as wooden and one-dimensional as you can possibly be," which is a shame because she's so much better than that. So it must be direction from someone. It's like how they produce the backstage interviewers or the commentators. Adam Pierce is the same. They're just like, be as wooden as possible because you've got to get the wrestlers to pop. And then they then they flatten out the wrestlers as well. So Adam Pierce goes up to Sonia and is like, what are you doing? And Sonia's like, meh, 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 meh. So there's going to be an authority figure feud, an official feud. I'm going to put my prediction on the table here now. Pierce versus Deville at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, winner, is that a winner? Is that a look? Winner, winner becomes the authority figure. Yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> not into that at all. I've, 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 you know, I've had my little rant. I quite like Charlotte Flair in this segment. I thought she was really good at this, actually, because they're allowing her to be a, yeah. um, a heel. <laughs> and <she's> being, and <laughs> they're allowing her to be her and she's very good at that and like when she apologizes she said the word clearly didn't mean it and then as soon as her suspension was lifted she was like now i want an apology i, I thought that was a really like uh fun little uh twist on that and then when mm -hmm. eddie orengo gives the apology she goes good boy i i think that's very very good and i thought her gear was great and i thought the her performance later on against mandy rose is also very good i think that Sh charlotte is one of my favorite things on raw at the moment mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's fair. Uh, after that, we got Braun demanding the match from Pierce. Uh, then Sheamus came out. I love, by the way, I didn't get to put this in my review because I was too angry. But the way the Thunderdome's set up, Sheamus's music hits, you know, and then you can hear him. No matter where the camera is, go, Bella! <laughs> It's, it makes me laugh every time. Anyway, he came down, did the same promos last week. Uh, Umberto Carrillo ran down, just like last week, but this time he got the better of Sheamus. There you go. Would have been more effective if we'd have had Sheamus do this with a couple of other lads first. So mm -hmm. then Carrillo's return might have actually meant something. Um, I'm not going to steal Sean's thunder because Sean's got an article about this in the upcoming issue of Russell Talk magazine about how um, WWE, like Sheamus is on the run of great, great in-ring stuff at the moment. But WWE have only got two characters for him. He's either babyface that cracks wise or bully heel that, ke that gets upset and then gets mad. And this is what we got with Seamus here. It was like, what do I want to do with Seamus? So we'll just give him the character he had 10 years ago. That'll, that'll, get, the, that'll get butts in seats. Um, everyone excited that WWE's doing something with Umberto Carrillo? This oh, no. is just because Randy Orton wanted to work with Riddle. The original plans were for Riddle to feud with Seamus, so just keep on doing that match again that they've already had multiple times pre-Mania. Uh, but Autumn was like, no, I want to work with Riddle. So Riddle's moved over there, and Seamus doesn't have anyone to work with. So they're like, uh, uh, Carrillo, 
you get out there. Remember, post-Mania episode of Raw, Carrillo was one of the just random lackeys that they used as a background filler to clap when Bobby Lashley walked into the arena. Yeah, they 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 do not care one iota about him. They have no plans for him. He is just filler. I'm so sorry, but do if you get your hopes up for a Carrillo push or anything significant coming off of this, that's on you. I think it's a it is what a um a politician would do, and uh, our government do this a lot, which is just distraction. Um, because Andrade left the company and has cut scathing promos on WWE for their representation of Latino wrestlers and how Latino wrestlers do nothing but sit in catering. And so WWE were like, whoa, we're taking some heat from this. <laughs> Quickly, put one of them out there. I don't care which one it is. Put one of them out there. Because if someone says to us, if we get onto a call and be like, what about up here with this Andrade lad saying that you don't push any Latino wrestlers? They'd be like, well, look, one of them's on Raw this week. Andy won a bit. So, um, yeah, it looks like that Andrade fella's completely wrong. Rhea Ripley had an interview backstage. She is just so one-dimensional on the main roster. I cannot how believe how this has happened. I can't happened. believe it. I, I don't like know how they person. manage this. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, uh, hello, I am Rhea Ripley. I am champion. And that's, that was essentially, the that was the whole poet, the promo, was my name is Rhea Ripley and I am the champion. It's she's unbelievable. Another yeah, it's unbelievable. She's another one who the company reportedly had no plans for. She was put in the slot against Asuka because both Lacey and Charlotte were taken out. She won the title. And rather than, like, you know, spend the last six weeks thinking of something for her actually to do, they just haven't done that. Nope. Uh, then we got a Bobby Lashley promo. MVP came out too. This is where he did the sort of good stuff about saying the triple threat. We don't want another triple threat. They'll be there later on. But then we got the shining light Whoa, of this week. Yes. And I, 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 this shouldn't work because Riddle's character has been, everything Riddle's done in the ring, fantastic. But anything outside the ring, really quite annoying and sometimes actively off-putting. But he hasn't changed a thing. That character put against the right antidote to balance it out. Like when he's with the New Day, oh my God, it's just so obnoxious. The comedy's not funny. I hate it. But when there is someone, active, another character, actively calling out his stoner crap, it works. It just like, mwah. that's why it works so well with Pete Dunne as the bros awaits in NXT. And this is what happened here. Riddle's doing some of his comedy shtick, meh. But then Randy Orton walks in and says, look, last week you said we should team up, call ourselves RK Bro. I'm interested. And then they had they had a match. They worked really well together and they won. Yeah. Big thumbs up. I genuinely it was the most I've laughed at a riddle segment in a while as well, because Randy Orton walks up to him and he's like, I don't even know where you're from. He's like, well, I'm from planet Earth. Yeah. And then Randy Orton says, look, you and I have got nothing in common. And Riddle, almost under his breath, goes, apart from the fact we're both from Earth. And like, that really, it's really got... <laughs> Randy was like, shut up, I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, RK bro, it's cute. And like Randy Orton saying that it's cute. And it's like, I've arranged a tag team match for mm -hmm. us. And I wrote my notes here. This could be good. Yeah. And then they had the match. And I loved them working together because like, 
it's chalk and cheese and it totally yeah. works. They are this oddball partnership. And as you, you're completely right, really brings back that Broserweight stuff that I very much enjoyed in NXT. And yeah, they beat Cedric and Shelton. Randy is happy that they won, but he's still not friends with him. And so he's not going to celebrate with him just yet. I, I really, really like this. This is my new favorite thing in WWE. I love these two as an act. Randy Orton cares. Randy Orton is interested in all of this. He is not bored like he was during the Fiend feud or the Alexa Bliss feud. He now feels motivated again. Mm -hmm. And motivated Randy Orton is good, Randy Orton. I am so on board for this. I, okay, but if I, to, I, I've said all that down. Cynical part of me says, like, I'm just going to watch them wrestle Cedric and Shelton again next week. And... And then I'll be like, oh, my God, I've already seen this match. And it will just feel like that very little of this is actually progressing. I mean, that that's the best case scenario, I think. <laughs> they, could, they could break them up in two weeks so they can have a match yeah. at back. WrestleMania's backlash. I, re I like, you know, I thought I never really want to see Randy Orton as a baby face again because I just don't think he's just one of those wrestlers that doesn't work like that. He's, he's just inherently a heel. So mm. good at it. So why change it? But he's out there with Riddle. By God, he's got a hot tag. He he is wrestling like a baby face. He hits this incredible, genuine RKO from out of nowhere. Great camera work from WWE. They're filming him taking on Benjamin, like shoves off Benjamin. And then you don't see it. Cedric leaps off the top rope. He comes into the top of the shot. Randy clocks him. RKO. Oh, so good. So, Great. so good. So yeah, high hopes for this. I think this. I maybe it's high because hopes, everything. Eh? Yeah, everything else has worked me over so much that maybe I am just clasping at straws. But I oh, need yeah. to. So give yeah. me this hyperbole. If they play this right, we can look back on this team, which will likely last for about six months, and they'll break up around SummerSlam or Survivor Series time and have a blow-off feud. Then we'll look back on this period like we do Rated RKO or Jericho. Mm. You know, like those really great odd couple parents, usually with Jericho, that just like always stick in our heads. So come on, WWE. Yeah. But I feel like let RuPaul right now. Don't F it up. Well, yeah, like let this simmer. Don't just pull the, yeah. like just don't like, don't pull the trigger on this right away. Build to Randy Orton accepting Matt Riddle as a friend and as a tag team partner. Give them a tag title run. It's not like our tag champs are around at the moment, <laughs> but like you can do that down the line as well. Don't like just pull the trigger on this and do the match at Backlash, which is my this is a bit of a worry for me. Let this yeah. let this simmer, let this breathe. We've got to pick up the pace a bit because we've got a lot of hyper chats to get through as well. And to be honest, I just want to speed through the women's stuff, which is the rest of the stuff on this show. So there was a segment backstage where Shayna Baszler, Nia Jackson, Reginald all stood in a row. It's a very artificial stand in any way. And then Shayna said, well, you know, focus, stop, like, stop it, Reginald, stop it, Nia. She walks off. And then someone comes to give flowers to Nia Jax. And Nia Jax's like, oh, Reginald, you shouldn't have. And he's like, I didn't get you flowers. And then Angel Garza steps into the shot and says, I got you the flowers. I'm like, oh my God, what is the staging here? Why didn't he just give Nia the flowers? Why could Nia surely could see Angel Garza standing there off camera? I'll, I'll finish what happened next. That like that Nia just starts walking off. She's talking to Reginald. What lovely flowers these are, and just throws them 
at Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, who are getting their makeup done about six feet away from the original promo slot. These Mandy, Dana and Naya are meant to despise each other, yet they were just standing there. Worse still, Naya's, uh, Naya's original promo at the start of this, before Shayna tells her to focus, was on Rose and Brooke. So <sighs> the staging of this is that Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler and Reginald stand in a row and have a conversation with each other, you know, like normal people do. Then Angel Garza walks in from stage right when he was quite clearly very also there. And then they walk forward, as you say, like probably five, five, six feet. And the people they were just cutting a promo about were sat right there. What is this staging? Why this company? We don't put on wrestling shows. We make movies. You make terrible movies. Yeah. You cannot stage anything. Why are you so bad at this? Why doesn't anyone take a step back and be like, this staging makes no sense whatsoever. This doesn't work. We need to completely rethink this. As opposed to what they do is just like, no, the staging doesn't make sense, but we'll do it anyway because we don't respect our audience and they're thick as crap anyway. So they'll just buy whatever... And it's war again, whatever balderdash we put out. Maybe Kevin Dunn once saw Birdman or Children of Men or any <laughs> famous one-take movies where the entire movie is done in one shot. He's a huge fan of Hitchcock's rope. And he's like, well, all of my backstage segments are going to be in one shot, no matter how contrived the stage in it. Because this would work so much better as just three little classically shot segments broken up throughout the night they don't all have to lead on from one another you know you have the first one naya promo Shayna shouts at them walks off but you know a few segments later the, the flowers thing happens oh who's it from intrigue later on it is me angel gaza oh angel i really like you and then like but <laughs> throw them at mandy and dana like Oh, I just hate it. We're spending way too long on this. I said we'd pick up the pace. Uh, after that, we got it feeding into Asuka, Naomi and Lana taking on, get this, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, Shaw, and Rhea Ripley. What the... Uh, I don't know. Rhea Ripley, as we said earlier, has just been put on the roster with no character, no storyline, and a title. So she's now technically the most important person in the division, Charlotte Flair. But she's got the title. She has no character. She was being... Do you remember, two weeks ago on the Thunderdome, they were telling the Thunderdome to cheer her. She worked heel in the match against Asuka, I think. And then she was kind of face against Charlotte in the last two weeks. And now she's an out-and-out -out heel with Jackson Baszler, two of the most heelish women in the company, and they all pose alongside each other with their championships. They don't know what they're doing. Absolutely not a Scooby-Doo what they're doing with Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley, in that promo she had earlier as well, was like, well, maybe I, my path will cross with Charlotte. I was like, well, that's surely what you should hope for, right? So you could avenge your WrestleMania loss from last year. But in order for that to make sense, in, or, in order for her to like, cut that sort of promo, something would have to matter. And nothing matters, so she can't cut that sort of promo. The bit that I, I all I could think of with this is, um, they we had a recap before the 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 Reginalds and the terrible staging stuff. We had a recap of Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke showing Nia Jack's recaps. Right at the start of this match, they showed a recap again. Mm. So what we got was a recap of Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke showing recaps. 
we got it was like it was a recap it was a recap of a recap of someone showing recaps this show is terrible this show does not know what it's doing and then like dana brooke and mandy rose come out because of course they do because it's the groundhog they were doing the same thing every week and they throw water on baser and then nia Jax walks up and she slips and falls over the heels have got their comeuppance question mark so mandy rose and dana brooke walk away and the match just continues because we had an ad forever. break, and it just never ended. And then Nia Jax won. Rhea Ripley hit the riptide. She hit her finishing move. The Raw Women's Champion hit her move on Lana, and then for whatever reason, tagged in Nia Jax so Nia Jax could get the win. So Mandy Rose and Dana Brooks' plan to embarrass Nia Jax led to her winning a match. So they're crap. She's clearly the best, and she's better than the Raw Women's Champion because the Raw Women's Champion respects her more and lets her get the pin instead. Backstage after that, Sonya Deville goes and tells Mandy and Dana, huh, I bet you're pretty happy with yourselves. Well, that's wrong. And she just, I was looking at Mandy and Sonya, and I thought, just last August, was it last? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? They had one of the most emotional feuds in the company. Sonya revealed herself to be this excellent promo and i'm like oh my god you have anyone who stays in this company gets worse this company makes people terrible i it's so crushing to watch as a fan of wrestlers you know as creative people anyway uh, sonia puts mandy in a match against uh Charlotte Flair later on, all the while standing in the most stereotypically evil way possible with her fingers like this. So bad. So, oh, God, I really hate this. Uh, Bliss got a promo backstage. Uh, Everyone can have a lily of their own, yada, yada, yada. Same promo you saw last week and the week before that. Yeah. Uh, Although there's a moment when she's meant to be like, we're going to show you some peace. Like, we've talked about darkness a lot, so we're going to show you something peaceful. So they show like a meadow. And then Lily pops up and screams. I think it was supposed to be a jump scare. Genuinely laughed. It was yeah. one of the funniest things this company has ever done. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I just thought it was rubbish. I thought <laughs> utter, utter crap. And I just, I said this in the review. What? Who looks at the fiend and then goes, yeah, we need to get rid of this Bray Wyatt guy. <laughs> where, where is he? Well, he got rid of him. Randy Orton said as much on last week's show, remember? He said that, oh, the Fiend's never coming back. I got rid of him because he beat me. But what about Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt got the post-mania Firefly Funhouse. And, well, yeah, but he's done Where's Bray Wyatt in this? Who cares? Honestly, I should care, but I don't. (sighs) Um, But yeah, because they've got no plans for him. So, but I don't think they've got plans for Alexa Bliss either, which is why Bliss is just cutting the same promo every week. And she is in danger of becoming Bray Wyatt's. You remember rambling Bray Wyatt's before mm-hmm. he, like when he was in the Wyatt family? And it was just like, what do we do with Bray Wyatt this week? How about have him just cut a promo? What's it about? <laughs> Nothing. Just cutting a promo. And we are in danger of Bliss going into that role of just mm-hmm. cutting promos that mean nothing. Uh, and after that, we got that Charlotte versus Mandy match. It was the same referee from earlier on, uh, but Charlotte won anyway. Uh, natural selection. Effective enhancement match, but yeah, who cares? Well, my, my two comments I have about this are, yeah, I would have thought because it was the same referee from last week and the same referee that was in the Charlotte segment on this show, that that would lead to something. And there was a moment when Charlotte nearly ran into him 
And you'd have thought, oh, maybe that's going to lead to the finish. And that's going to be, you know, and because it was then she was shouting at him for counting too slow. You're like, oh, maybe this is going to lead to Mandy Rose. Maybe the referee does a fast count and we'll further that storyline. No, Charlotte Flair just wins. No. So that storyline was for nothing. Yeah. Uh, let's. We, we've got a lot of hyper chats to get into. So very quickly, I gave it two out of five purely for RK, bro. Chat, uh, well, our community chat, 53% said that was a one out of five rawful show with 24% saying it was two out of five. I, I gave, I mean, I agree with you solely for RK bro. I would have like upped it a a grade, but it's a, this is a terrible, terrible wrestling product at the moment. Get all your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Let's get through this together. Morris Robinson says, honestly, who throws a tomato? Very good Austin Powers reference. Nicholas Lama. Well, gents, I'll take one for the team and watch for you guys. Being in the States, I won't have to stay up too late. Thanks, Nicholas, but we've still got to do it. Mactive247. Yo, guys, I'll be honest. I got a slight nostalgia feeling with this Raw, quite strangely, although it was still a pants of a show. Kevin May. I'm not a conspiracy theorist in any way, but when a wrestling show makes the Mr. Rogers of Wrestling, Simon Miller, a bit cross, it makes me wonder. I dig NXT and some of SmackDown, but the sheer gaslighting that Raw brings is remarkable in its audacity. Uh, James Hanley. On his show, Simon Miller counted 51 distraction finishes in WWE since the beginning of this year. And this counter is ongoing. What are your thoughts on this number? It's too high. Too high. That is that is like Matt Riddle. It is too high. Rin36. Hey, guys. Last week, for the first time, I decided to stop watching Raw and watched all the other wrestling shows. NXT is awesome. Loved it. Worth watching every week. AEW awesome. Worth watching every week. SmackDown awesome. Worth watching every week. Eddie Carter. Hi, Luke and Mr. Davis. It was another poor show and only enjoyed just for RK Bro. I feel so sorry for you both watching Raw each week. Why don't you have a short, a show versus show match with Tempest and Pete at the next pay-per-view reactions when I watch his SmackDown? I don't want to work Saturday. <laughs> Keith Below. I'm not normally Tim Foyle hat guy. A lot of people are saying, I'm not normally a conspiracy theorist guy, but just hear me out about the 5G. Uh, but the only reason I can give for how bad Raw has been is to tank the ratings to get Raw down to two hours. USA has been keeping it at three hours because the rating has been acceptable for them. Keith, WWE wants it at three hours. There is more money that way. They're making so much money off it being three hours. Why would they tank that to make less money? I really, really hope USA sees the three hours as as something that could be potentially driving people away. New Punk Rants, give me any Russo-booked episode of wrestling over Raw. Mm, Long term? Mm. I don't think so. It's too much. This is a billion-dollar company, FFS. How can Raw be worse than the worst of wrestling? It's pathetic. I'm so happy AEW exists, or I'd actively hate wrestling full stop. FVKM, hashtag worse than 2000 WCW. Johnny R, I stopped watching WWE Raw and SmackDown TV about three to four years ago, and I've only listened to reviews since then. I moved to only watching NXT. After the horrible call-ups, I'm no longer interested in NXT at all. Only watch AEW now. They've driven me away. Uh, Mm -hmm. HCB, I think it speaks volumes of WWE storylines when I only realized this week Rhea was a heel. 
Nope, that's they don't know either. Glad they added Strowman. Excited for the triple threat. Question, as a fellow Taskmaster fan, have you eaten a casserole <laughs> since last Thursday? Oh, poor Wozniak. Poor Mike. Like a casserole down there. <laughs> Fourth Brother One. I have not watched any WWE main shows except NXT since the big apology from the authority. Oh, you lucky you. I hate to see my favorite wrestlers like Styles and Nakamura underperform. I hate stupid pushes, Baron Corbin, terrible booking and dry promos. WWE killing the biz. I feel like, you know, the, the thumbnail of why is Raw so bad? I feel like has brought a lot of people who don't usually watch the Raw review in to say, yeah, I gave up years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why are you guys still doing it? New Punk rants. At this point, have Logan Paul make a garbage D-level wrestling movie and win the title in a tag match? Ask her on a forklift match since Raw apparently strives to be Nitro and Thunder. At least a lot of 2000 WCW was entertaining. Raw is the worst show. Uh, Adhidraj Dungana. Sorry if I butchered your name. I can't believe they're effing Drew. And with someone as Cedric being used for enhancement is just sad. And with someone like Cedric being used for enhancement is just sad. WWE reminds of an old local phrase. Give a beggar a golden house. He will find the best spot outside the house to beg for. Anyways, you guys rock. Thank you. Um, Micah Pellegrini. So Charlotte returns is suspended. Then returns in a three-week plan to do what? I'm so lost. It's not that Raw is 2000's Nitro bad. I'm just not understanding WWE's own internal storyline logic. I know it's a start, but this S-word would still be bad at two hours. Would be a start, though. Um, and the reason why, because there is no internal logic storyline, no internal storyline logic, because they're making up week to week. That's why the Fiend stuff made no yeah. sense. It's because they're making it up as they go along. Uh, I'll hot tag in, mate. You take a quick breather. Uh, Brian K002. Hey, lads. Honestly, feel sorry for Lana, Naomi, Mandy Rose. Mandy needs to push in a character as soon as possible. Dude, she has a character. She, like, flexes her arm. Um, not seen much of her except as Otis's girlfriend. WWE needs a complete reboot. So rotten now. A draft, new structure. Where did the passion go? To SmackDown. The Portuguese <laughs> Mr. Davis. The treatment of the women's division is awful. Give five, minute, five to ten minutes of TV time. Make them look like clowns. I would write some swear words in Portuguese, but I'm trying to keep my calm. Would love to meet you guys. The women got loads of time on this show. Yeah, more time than usual. It was just bad. Uh, Matt Shaw on the subject of RK Bro said, might be a good career move for Riddle to get on side with someone who will have the ear of Vince like Randy Orton. Maybe the only way to avoid ending up with a terrible gimmick or storyline. Not a good way to run a business. I will say, Matt, Vince reportedly loves Matt Riddle. That's why he's on TV every week, because he thinks he's hilarious. So... Even if he, he's already in uh, Vince's good side. MacDiv247, the highlight of the show, uh, what really made me giggle was RK Bro. Randy being my favorite superstar, I'd say at least uh, his best speciality with promos and Riddle's goofiness. This is perfect, surprisingly, giving me Y2J and KO uh, type of vibe. Hmm. Nico Lexigus uh, Villaganas, uh, why would you say you like it, Luke? That's cursed. I can't wait to have RKO turn on Riddle next week. You're absolutely right, Nico. Liam Puzan said, Hi again, lads. One more thing. I've been enjoying Raw's terrible run as your reviews have made, been more entertaining than an average show. But the way your eyes light up when talking about RK Bro made me hope the show improves soon. I'll do a few more. Anthony Velasquez, Hey guys, what are your thoughts on the new announcer, Verk? Since I don't watch Raw, I can only judge from what I hear he isn't doing well. He is not good. No, it, well, yeah, I gave him the benefit of the doubts. 
and he's now trying a new thing where he's just saying pop culture references and none of them lands. So when Braun did his uh, tank, uh, his train gimmick, uh, Verk went, we're going to need a bigger boat. And Corey was like, why would that? That's not on train tracks. <laughs> and there was a moment when Mandy Rose, when Mandy Rose was coming out <clears throat> her entrance, Verk just said, because it was nominated for an Oscar, she's a promising young woman yeah and i was like i was like oh have you seen the movie because I, I don't think that's mandy rose's character mm. but it was be a, a film. cool character though it would be a cool character but it's a film and it's a film that exists so he just said it um steve he also got very excited to say running power slam because it's a move that he recognizes <laughs> steven guzman uh, i no longer watch raw so to support young and send you a question each week He's a big Miz fan. You're saying he doesn't deserve it. Made me search for guys. Uh, everyone says deserves it, and I don't see it at all. My picks are Cesaro and Morrison. Um, oh, Cesaro totally. I think uh, deserves a much bigger push than he's currently getting. Although he's mm. getting a great push at the moment. Uh, he adds there. I see they're good. They're good wrestlers, but I don't see them as top guys or world champions. My question is, beside the Miz, what underrated or undervalued wrestler fans believe deserves more uh, that you don't see anything in? Oh, I would say um, Miz is a big one of those, but seeing nothing in someone, I don't know. I, don't, I can't think off the top of my head. Baron Corbin in a main event position. Excellent mid-carder. Excellent mid-card heel. He's not, in a, he's not a world champion guy. I don't think every anyone thinks that, though, apart from <laughs> WWE. Baron Corbin and WWE, yeah. yeah. I don't think even Baron Corbin thinks it. <laughs> Brendan, I bet you if I got him in a ring, he would. I mean, block me on Twitter. Brendan Harris, can't wait to see the replays of that Somato kissing John Morrison on the plums next week. Probably in a video introduced by Damien Priest, followed by a video of Bad Bunny eating tomatoes. No, that would require Bad Bunny to be on telly, and I don't think that's possible. Um, book it, Vince. But you're right. Like that's going to be what is, that's going to be the content of the promo next week. We're we'll like, I hate you in the dick last week. Hilarious. And then I mm-hmm. beat you have a match. New Punk rants. As a Bray Wyatt fan since the absolute beginning, I genuinely don't think I can hate Raw or wwe anymore i've never seen a company actively try to bury one man so hard think khan i uh, thank khan for AEW. wwe makes me regret being a wrestling fan zachary says i'm intrigued at the prospect of rk bro but it's not enough to make uh, to save a stable damaging and repetitive product makes me sad seeing how angry you both get but it's totally justified AEW needs to beat raw for them to instigate any real shit <sighs> Yeah. Jamie Murphy. Hey, lads. Quick thoughts off the top of my head. Could WWE be trying to do what they did with Roman for Charlotte? Vince probably has the mindset of if it if something works, run it into the ground like how they artificially rehash Daniel Bryan's story. Uh, what, turning Charlotte heel in the same way they turned Roman heel? Maybe. Um, it's not working th- to the same extent if that's I think it's plan. what, yeah. I think it's just what <laughs> Charlotte wanted to do. Yeah. He said, like, what would you like to do? She's like, I'd like to be heel. I suck as a baby face. Yeah, because they brought her back as a baby face. Homer Star Fan 13. What are your opinions on the Miz wanting to play Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat sequel? I think he might be a great choice for the role. I mean, it totally makes sense. He's a douchebag um, movie star. <laughs> it, it, I, Phil, that's what Miz's character is. Phil Roberts. I'm an English teacher, and this week had a student submit a creative writing assignment which featured the line sipped from his glass like vessel. <laughs> Should have been marked out of 40, but felt compelled to give it zero out of five. Only way they'll learn. Well done, Phil. Uh, Michael Pellegrini. You've got Dan Brown in your class. <laughs> the, the famous man picked up the red <laughs> phone. 
Micah Pellegrini. Now when Riddle's flip-flops come off, snakes can appear instead of the birds. Yes! At least that's better. I actually like Verk. He used to commentate for the MLB. There's so much talent in, in WWE, and yet we get the same copy and paste show every week. Maybe the snakes should grab the birds and eat them. Oh, I like that so much. That's great. The Zornis, to distract you, can you explain what simp means? That Makiito thing. Thanks for watching so that I can watch Elevation instead. Excellent match from Layla Hirsch. Love Layla Hirsch. And Rio Mizunami. And very good use of Orange Cassidy. Uh, simp is someone who who idolizes someone like a celebrity and just will defend them and gives them lots of gifts and money and just, yeah. just a bit of a, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and then it's like a, a verb. Fun fact for you, like simp used to just be a simpleton, and that's why they're called the Simpsons. You know, it's mm. like if you watch if you watch the Simpsons, the opening gag of the show is the word simp comes out before the rest uh, of the yeah. up, or sons because it's meant to be the simps. So ah. you're meant to, so you know that they're a stupid family. Benjamin John Milne, hot take. Cody somehow makes it to the top of New Japan and beats Omega at the last stretch to gain all the gold, including the AEW title for a heel run. Half-baked thoughts? Uh, also, I want an intergender match between Statlander and Luchasaurus for fun. Jam that jam. No, I don't, I, I don't think... I think Cody's got his role perfectly now in AEW, which is zany storylines. <laughs> Stuff he you wants- like from WCW. <laughs> WCW. Sports stars and celebrities and comic books. That's what I want from Cody. Uh, Brandon Harris. With AEW not bothering to promote the match and Kenny trying to cheat but being stopped only to win clean anyway, did Impact get shortchanged? Oh, and Raw sucked. I think, I don't know, didn't watch it, just judging based based on the pain look Ollie has. Yeah, I I was surprised. I think Impact is not shortchanged because now they've got Kenny Omega as their world champion and he's going to be on TV. But up until now, the match itself, I thought, really did make Impact look significantly lower tier than AEW. So according to Tony Khan, um, like, you know, those paid for advertisements that he does on Impact where he's like, you know, you should watch AEW. It's literally because he pays for it. And Impact wouldn't pay for the time to yeah. advertise the other way. So that's why they didn't do anything. That's, that's what TK has said, whether that's true or not. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't get the argument that Impact got shortchanged when they got their best pay-per-view buy numbers that they've had in like, you know, a decade plus. If, if anything, did really well for them. I think arguably it could have done more though. I, I yeah. Edna Madden, Samoa Joe should join Team Taz. Nah. Uh, Team Taz is big enough as it is. <laughs> Hangman should call the submission he did to Ricky Starks with a choke and ankle hold. The hog tie. That's a great idea. Raw is bad. You guys keep up the great work. Thank you, Edna. Uh, Steve Austin says, back jam. Luke and oh, Mr. Well, Davis well. versus... Do you, do you want to give an attempt at doing an impression? Back jam. Luke and Mr. Davis versus Pete and Tempest. Loser reviews Raw from now on. How will you coexist? P.S. <laughs> Milk. Leon Pazon, hello, my lovely boys. First time I've been able to watch live in a while. Thanks for providing better entertainment than the Fed. Also, Luke, I wanted to tell you how hard I laughed at your espresso martini smooth head bit on Quizzlemania the other week. Oh, Liam, let me tell you, I did not know that I liked an espresso martini until I had that. Oh, they're delightful. Mm. Very much. That can be my new favorite drink. 
uh, get on board with 2018. <laughs> Matt Shaw, if you didn't do this as a job, what would your weekly wrestling viewing schedule look like? Also, I'm making a lovely veggie lasagna right now. Do either of you have any tips how to make it ultra tasty? Basil and oregano. That is the key to making a good, like, uh, wonderful, hearty sauce. More layers. More yeah. Layers. Thinner filling, more layers. Mm. Um, and my weekly schedule would be AEW, NXT. I'd watch highlights of SmackDown and I'd read reviews of Raw. And I yeah. probably wouldn't watch wrestling WWE pay per views. I'd just read, yeah. watch highlights. Yeah, I'd listen uh, to Fightful Review, listen to Going In Raw. LJ Mickey. Hello, Mr. Davis and Luke. If you were stranded on a deserted island or a desert island with one wrestler who could help you survive and one wrestler who could keep you entertained, who would you pick? Thanks for the content, Jam That Jam. I'd Braun go with Strowman. Doc. Oh, yeah? To run around and knock down all the coconuts. Well, that, and he's like a woodsman. So, like, mm. you know, or you're like a Brock Lesnar type thing because he's probably, you know, he would just, he would somehow end up there with a hunting rifle. So he will make sure you're fed. I think Doc Gallows to entertain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Shout. He's a fun guy. Mactiv247. Also, Ollie, your hair's growing. I don't know why, but I just wanted to headbutt Luke and I want to slap Ollie's head. It's an urge. Love the content, guys. You have me tuning in every week now. Support Wrestle Talk. Jam that jam. Thank you, Mactiv. Anderson Floyd. Mr. Davis, get your dance chopper dancing before it's too late. Betrayal is coming, but that makes you no less kawaii. Zachary T. Robinson, never mind Raw and WWE's S-Word Creative. Sully is on Quizzlemania tomorrow against Sean Ross Sapp, and that's worth getting excited about. I wonder if Sean will trade his Grado Sean costume for one of Sully's pain ladders. Uh, apparently, Sean is debuting his NFT on tomorrow night's Quizzlemania. <laughs> Hacksaw one. Ollie looks like Hugh Laurie right now from House. I'll take that. And the Zornis, thank you. Now a great many things make sense. Uh, and finally here from Charles Berg, poor review number one. Maui is a confident English Labrador that loves snuggles. He is a kind... He is kind to all animals and has earned the title of my second in command. He's big, bold and beautiful. Nick Thames, nicknames... Maui Moo, Maui Wowie, and Super Mario. Can I email photos for a chat? And we've got a um, photo moderate, here. Moderator is added in. That is a good boy. That's a good boy. <laughs> Thanks for sending in the picture of the dog. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Go <laughs> check out WrestleTalk.com. Go watch my review and uh, other news bits from earlier today on WrestleTalk. And subscribe to Parts of Unknown because we do have Quizzlemania coming tomorrow and Wrestling Daily will be back later today. What's coming up on the WrestleTalk podcast channel, Luke? Oh, well, we have got uh, the Intangibles, Tempest and Pete coming back once again for the NXT review tomorrow. And if you enjoy the NXT review looking good then it might stick around and then we've got aew coming up uh, on thursday but that will be myself and laurie blake because uh Ollie davis won't be here uh me and denise are getting back together again to do the magazine show on friday and then the intangibles return once again like renegade masters for the smackdown review on saturday so another pack show make sure you subscribe to this channel we are inching ever so close towards our fifty thousand subscriber mark and when we do hit 50k subscribers we're going to do a marathon Marathon stream watching all of the Attitude Era WrestleManias back to back. That is 14 through 17, one mega long stream. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. So please help us get to 50,000 subscribers.
Actually, just before we go, can I do, would everyone indulge me to do a little test? Because I'm going away for a week tomorrow. I've got the WrestleTalk.com analytics page open. Can everyone just open up WrestleTalk.com? <laughs> I want to see if the numbers. You, uh, oh, while everyone does that, we have had a chat that's come in from uh, mm-hmm. Lee, Bar- uh, Lee, sorry, Lee Boon Peng says, unpopular opinion, despite feuds with Reigns uh, being the high point for Raw and SmackDown combined, but it came as a detriment to other SmackDown and Raw talents. Guess the Reign experiment continues even as a heel. 21 WWE is the new 2015 WWE. Mm. I remember uh, late 2016, so post-brand split uh, WWE Raw when it was just Jericho and Kevin Owens feuding with Roman and Seth Rollins every day. I think it was that bunch. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, cool. It went up by 100 people. (laughs) (laughs) Stay there and make it your homepage. I've trapped you. That was cool. Thank you. Oh, wow. Still going up. Cool. Well, uh, have fun, everybody. I'll see you in a week. You're in the trusty hands of Luke and Laurie. Yeah. Wish me luck. Want to get the shoulder fixed. I'm I'm hoping this is going to help. I was going to say, I hope this really does fix your shoulder. And I think I think it really is. You know, our doctors are very smart people. So mm-hmm. uh, John A. Mann has given you the instruction. You need to go get a hair transplant. So the best of luck with your surgery tomorrow and the awful uh, healing process you've got to go to of wetting your head, spraying your head with water every 45 minutes. Every 45 minutes with the spray. And then I've also got, a, I've got to put an ice pack on my forehead every two hours this includes when i'm sleeping oh man alive so i'm not gonna slip it's like the surgery itself is gonna be pretty rough going i think but it's gonna be the the recovery of the the five immediate post-surgery days that are gonna gonna be the bigger challenge awful business Mm. but the best of luck to you wanted to read this quick email that said hi luke ollie and the team hope you're well was listening to your raw review podcast on my way into work this morning couldn't help but laugh about your comments about the northeast and people from newcastle allowed out and about surrounded by kfc bones and everything sort of mm. point out not all of the northeast is like that although a lot of it is However, <laughs> this last lockdown my project was to build a bar in my garden i've attached some photos below just waiting for the sign uh, now rules are relaxing and friends can mix outside. I do class you as friends. Uh, I can get all of you on the guest list at Sheddy Guerrero's Margarita Hut. Sheddy it's Guerrero. Sheddy Guerrero. Nice. Yeah. Best regards, Andrew. P.S. Middlesbrough is the proper north. It's about two hours past uh, Nottingham. Uh, and it looks, honestly, brilliant. The pictures that he sent over look class. And they are, yeah, it looks really, really cool. Well done, you. Well, I'm I'm in the same boat as podcast listeners right now. Luke is not showing me these photos. I'm just watching him sip a cup of tea and enjoy the photos. Hold on, hold on. You can have a look. Get those in. Oh, Sharon scream. Whoa, that is good. It's good, right? That's like a that that's like professional setup. I like. He's the got like a little fire pit there. as well. Fire pit mm. and everything. There's like a. It looks like it'd be a Bose speaker. Um, Great. Yeah, Not a Corona branding. I said, is that is nice that intentional point. for the times? <laughs> um, look at this. Look at that for a view. Oh, oh yeah, delightful. I went to nice. pub yesterday. Yeah, it's my first time at a pub. Um, my local pub, in fact, my first time going to my local pub. Um, not impressed with the beers on tap. 
uh, will mm. be my is my first comment that I would say about it. Um, also saw three lads in high vis jackets who were drinking before I arrived. Were drinking while I was there, and then the three of them got into a van and went to work. And um, I, I was actually surprised that they made it out, and they were doing a lot of smoking. And I was not impressed. I was like, "This is a lovely part of town. I will not stand for this sort of caper." I didn't tell anyone. You, I'm not a narc. You, you've you've moved in. You're like six months in, and already you're like, "All oh, this place, the, the, the riffraff here, the commoners <laughs> in their high vis jackets, drinking their beer." You don't know. Non-alcoholic beer is a thing now, apparently. Oh, yeah, but, but they but serve not on, not on draft, not on draft in that place. I know Could because be. they had. Oh, like, okay. And I asked, I asked them, and I asked like, "What's on draft?" And they had a cipher and everything. And here is why I was not impressed with the beers on tap. Got obviously Guinness. Strongbow mm. dark fruits, you know. Um, Me and Louis are happy then. Yeah, you you two are going to be fine. Uh, Thatchers can get on board with Thatchers. Very very happy with that, which is what I had. Thank you very much. But then lagers. I've only got two lagers on tap, and it's beer Moretti, which is fine, and Fosters. Mm. And I, I was a I was a bit I was a bit saddened. <laughs> I, I'm so used to like. Uh, living in London, where you get a lot of like hipster places that have like a lot of really good like craft ales and craft lagers on tap, so I was a bit disappointed with the selection. Although Thatcher's is good, you can't move out of London and expect little oh, microbreweries. Have you got a little microbrewery nearby? Maybe you could go. Oh. Uh, well, we, we've got we've got wine. No, we're in the posh part. We're in, we've got wineries by us. We've actually got mm. like four different wine fields uh, around us. Pick up the um, habit. One of, one of which is delightful. I will say it's very, very good. Um, anyway, so uh, went to the pub. It was nice. Uh, you want to talk about your hair transplant quickly, though? Yes. So uh, the reason I'm growing the beard out is so I can have something to distract people from when I've got a hideously scarred top of my head. But uh, But now it's too itchy. And I've literally got the surgery tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., and I thought, but the oh, thing is, early. yeah, well, it's 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. This is a full day. Yeah. Uh, I It's like a massage chair, you know, where you lay down, you've got the hole for your face that you put your head in. That's mm. going to be me for about seven hours tomorrow. Ooh. And my, my very lunch. coarse, itchy beard is going to be oh, pressed up against my face. Yeah. So usually I would just see it out, get through the itchy phase. But now I'm like, how much discomfort do I want tomorrow? Now it's yeah. now it's under 24 hours away. And I'm just, you know, the control freak in me just needs to control something, Luke. I need to shave off all of my face. I hadn't thought about that because I was about to be like, dude, it's fine because your beard's there. Now it's coming through. You've got that wonderful little salt and pepper at the front, like Jey Uso. So it looks really, really cool. But then you're right. Like if you're going to be in like a massage table yeah, and you're going to have your your head pressed into that and you don't want it like rubbing against mm -hmm. something and being a bit uncomfortable, like a bit bristly. And if you're already feeling itchy now and you're not going to be able to like move your face much. Uh... Yeah, There's also, feeling, yeah. uh, I'm not allowed to take hay fever medication. Haven't been allowed for the last week. I know. Oh. And it's like every single rubbish part of my, my genetic makeup is, is coming at me tomorrow. And I've got to beat them all in a gauntlet match. 
<laughs> I mean, well, effectively, you are Raw's booking at the moment. You're taking everything mm. on in a handicap match because yeah. you're not taking them on one at a time. You're you're facing Mace and T-Bar yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania's backlash. <laughs> well, have you got like plans for your re- your recovery time? Because you're going to be at home for a week, right? Mm-hmm. Re- a week plus, like recovering. So, like, have you are you got things to do? Uh, I well, you know, like I, I last week I was like to my lady partner, I'm gonna read this book and I'm gonna work on my book and I'm gonna watch all these art house movies I'm behind on, and she said. I, I think you should scale back your expectations <laughs> for how much energy and just, you know, willpower you're going to have. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You limit me. But now I'm like, actually, that's probably a good idea. Let's start Avatar. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> oh, the last the, Airbender. Nick, the Nickelodeon. Yeah, I've never watched it. Okay. Well, I was going to say, just watch Game of Thrones again. We can watch it together effectively. You can basically, you like, you'll like catch up to where I am, and then like we can text about it, and that'll be fun. <laughs> I I know them so well, I can still text. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we've got to draw this podcast to a close. The best of luck to you, uh, Mr. Davis. I'm going to miss you while you're gone. Uh, I'll make sure I keep this place running smoothly, as smooth as possible anyway, Um, which means that it will be myself and Laurie doing the AEW podcast review. So if you're one of those people that will complain about Ollie and I's bias of love for the show, wait till Laurie gets on because (laughs) he is not as keen on it as we all are. Um, But anyway, we'll have Laurie on that show and then me and Denise back together like Renegade Masters on Friday. And then the intangibles, Tempest and Pete will be doing uh, NXT tomorrow and SmackDown Saturday. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.